Welcome to the Mission Driven Mom podcast. This podcast is for moms just like you who want to learn how to glorify God through finding and embracing true principles, discovering and developing your greatest gifts, and using them to serve your family and community. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Audrey Rinlisbacher the founder of The Mission Driven Mom and author of The Mission Driven Life. If you don't have your copy of the ebook or audiobook, head on over to themissiondrivenmom.com and you can opt in for a free copy of those. We're so excited that you've decided to join us on the podcast. As always, please share it out if it's beneficial, give us a review and join the Mastermind, The Mission Driven Mom Mastermind Facebook group to uh, join us in the after the show discussion. We'd love to get to know you and discuss this and other podcasts there. Today, I'm joined by Lindsay Wright, our board member over mentoring. And we're just gonna share some insights that we've had to this point in our study of discernment. So I knew for a long time that um, the Mission Driven Mom needed to have events. And We thought originally, well, we'll just, you know, I thought, well, I'd love to have one this kind of first year. We launched last fall. I wanted to have our first annual event this fall. For a while, it seemed too hard to pull it off. And I just, that that nagging feeling just would not go away until I finally just was like, okay, fine. (laughs) We'll do the event this year. It does a lot of great things. I mean, the one of the major objectives, of course, is to reward the moms who are in the MDM Academy and passing through um, different levels of of certification. We have several who have finished level one. We're going to honor them with a certificate at the award ceremony in the evening. But while we're all there together, um, getting to know each other and building community, we really wanted to do a day event, uh, a seminar training type experience for the moms to learn some things together live. You know, online is wonderful, but we already have some groups that are getting together live because they want to know each other. And so this event will service, you know, the building of community and finding of true principles and some live instruction and discussion and just enriching each other. So we were at our retreat in the spring and we knew we were going to hold this event in the fall. And so we started brainstorming, well, what would the topic be? What would we do the seminar on? And we threw around some ideas. And then I had, I had my scriptures with me, um, quite uh, providential, I guess. And I had these little papers that I had hung on to for years that had sat in the back of my scripture holder. And I pulled them out and I had three or four pages on discernment that years ago I had realized that discernment is a super important skill just for anybody, but especially for, for moms and parents. And we needed to be able to discern for ourselves and for our children and in a world where, you know, light is increasing as well as darkness, that ability to discern was even more important. So I had done this research in scripture and out of scripture and I had all these notes and I pulled it out. And the minute I started talking about it and reading off these papers, the board members were like, wait a minute. Yes. (laughs) I think we're going to want to do this. So we came up with the theme, Mothers of Discernment. And that's been our theme as we've been preparing uh, for a good part of this year for this event in the fall. 
We knew a few things. We knew for sure that we wanted to build a principles list together and have the women come away with a list of principles of discernment that they could apply. And we just knew that we wanted to, to be enlightening, enriching, motivating. We didn't know much beyond that. So Lindsay was kind of given the, I don't know, so not so envious job of heading up the study. She kind of instigated it. We had a few ideas about how to get started. We had some readings that we threw out that we could work on first. She gathered all that information up and she plunged in. She um, has done the lion's share of the research. She headed up our, our, um, disc our board discussions and has just learned some phenomenal things. And I wanted to tap into her wealth of knowledge today for a few minutes and kind of give you a taste of some of the things that we've uncovered, some of the insights that she's, um, that she's had, and some of the things that you can expect at the event this fall. So tell us how you started your study, Lindsay. What were some of the first things about why study discernment and maybe kind of what discernment really is? Um, so maybe even, even backtrack a little bit when we decided on mothers of discernment, it was very, um, the energy felt good around that. Yeah. But then immediately I was thinking, okay, that's great. But how is that different from anything that they, that these women could get from maybe a church group or right. Right. Like, like what, yeah. what is is different. What, what why is should they be at this event? Why should they come? Because yeah. mom's time is valuable, especially if we're asking a mom to take a day away from her family. I mean, yeah. it's got to be good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's got to enrich her home life and enrich her. And yeah, just, yeah. She's got to feel like it was totally worth it. Yeah. And give her tools and, 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 and make it so that she doesn't come away discouraged, but she comes away encouraged that she can apply these things in her family right now. And so yep. I was, so I was kind of thinking about that. And so I would talk to people and I said, Oh, we're kind of, we wanted, we're going to do this mothers of discernment event. And they would be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Discernment's good. Yeah. We discern. It. <laughs> 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 like, oh, this is not that. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. All over that one. <laughs> yeah. You, we, we already, we already know it. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, how is this going to be? How is this going to set, how are we going to set us ourselves apart? Yeah. And so I knew I wanted to start with a word study. That's one of the skills that we've learned in the academy is to, you know, let's really get clear on what some of these words mean. And so I put together a, a word list and one word would kind of bleed to another and, um, you know, obviously, we started out with discern and discernment and discerner and discerning, you know, and kind of yeah. all these, all these words and quickly realized that I quickly realized, but the group quickly realized that, that this was not what we had known about discernment, that we didn't actually understand what discernment is. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and I had just scratched the surface years before with my handful of pages of notes and had insights that were exciting, that excited the board, but that was really just nothing more than a jumping off place for, mm-hmm. for um, seeing it in far more depth, seeing the complexity, seeing the richness of it, seeing the breadth of it. And, and I think one of the things that, that you showed us early on was just how it's touching so many places in all of our lives that we really don't even yeah. realize. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to what you were saying about moms thinking, oh, I've got discernment in the bag. You know, why do they think that? You know, and, and I think one of the reasons that they think that is because discernment has been so narrowed down to this. I think people think discernment is personal revelation. Like mm-hmm. that's all there is to it. It's when I pray and I feel like God told me something I've discerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so much more, it's just, just, uh, gallons and gallons more than that. So much richer, so much deeper than that. Although richer. that's, that's important. That's a super important skill. We all should develop that ability to hear God. Yes. But if we're going to be discerners, so, so tell me some of the, the very most important initial impressions that you had that helped you to see just how rich this topic was. Um, well, I think along with the word study, so, so we're looking at different words. We're starting with the 1828 dictionary, which is my favorite <laughs> yeah. Up words. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we're, and then we're doing this, the next skill of, you know, tying it, looking for it in scripture. We're, we're tying it back to our core book. Mm-hmm. And that's when, for me, that's when some things started to become more clear. Yeah. Um, that um, we've, you know, we've been asked to discern since Adam and Eve partook of the fruit in the garden, yeah. right? <laughs> that yeah. the, they partook of the fruit and now they can discern between good and evil. I mean, it, it goes way back. <laughs> or they're supposed to learn how to. Right, right. Because they didn't They know. just, have, all they've done is become acquainted to that fact. They just know that there's yes. a difference between yes. good and evil. Yes. But what, what is that difference? Yes. How, do you, how do you find it? How do you yes. discover that? Um, so that was interesting. I think one thing that stood out to me was that um, discernment involves action on our part. We have to work mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And we have to discern with the intent to act. Mm-hmm. what we learn, mm-hmm. either by teaching others, by teaching our families, mm-hmm. or, you know, acting on something that we need to do, that we've realized mm-hmm. that we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this, this aspect of action, which, which is a pattern that, uh, that um, comes in other things. You know, active learning is better than passive learning. Active receiving, you talked about this in, in a podcast, is better than passive receiving, right? Mm -hmm. Faith is active, Mm -hmm. right? So all these Mm -hmm. things, they require action. Mm -hmm. It it reminds me of, uh, I taught a a government class years ago uh, to an elderly woman, and she was just incensed that Obama had been elected and they wanted to do this, you know, national health care program and all this kind of thing. And, and, and she, she, she really got super honest and she said, we just let it happen. Mm -hmm. I just sat back and raised my family 
and let myself be deceived mm-hmm. and let it happen. And now here we are. And I'm in this class because I'm partly to blame. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've got to try to do something now to make up the difference. Because one of the things that really struck me, as well as other concepts, which we'll go over in, in, in the next little while, but one of the concepts that really hit me was being deceived. You know, um, deception probably is, is perhaps the opposite of discernment, that we are deceived. And, and if you think about, if you think about deception and being deceived, well, then there's this richness of concepts that follows that, like what's required of you to not be deceived. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly there's an inner voice, certainly there's, you know, spiritual perceptions, but there's so much more than that. This woman, as well as past generations, were deceived by their own governments. They were deceived by political leaders. Why were they deceived? Because they didn't know the truth. The truth couldn't make them free. Yeah. Because they hadn't paid a price to discern and and to, to not be deceived. And so that's also part of the action, I think, that you're talking about, the different types of action required to become better at at discernment. What are those actions that have to be taken? You know, we've talked about prayer, but that's one of many that would cause us to be wiser and, and not able to be deceived. I mean, how can we get to that point where we can't be deceived? Right. And, and one thing that showed up a lot is that, um, is this, is, is having a knowledge of the truth. And how do you gain a knowledge of the truth? Mm-hmm. Well, through a liberal arts education, mm-hmm. right? You're, mm-hmm. you, you're well read. You know what the, what the questions are and what the great minds have thought. And, you know, so, mm-hmm. so you're, you're, you're always trying, you're always, try, you know, to be informed and to be, mm-hmm. and to have, to gain that knowledge. So that takes mm-hmm. work, right? Mm-hmm. Especially for a mom mm-hmm. that maybe is busy with, a, with some little kids and stuff. It's mm-hmm. really hard to take that time to read, but um, it's exactly what we're asked to do in the academy. Mm-hmm. is to um, increase increase our knowledge through study of the classics, mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. best books. And mm-hmm. then what happens, is, and you did this in the academy, is these study skills. Mm-hmm. Is because part of gaining that knowledge, part of understanding the truth is asking questions. Yeah. And finding out, okay, who wrote this and what do I know about them and what, what's their authority? What are they trying to get me to believe? What, you know, like mm-hmm. all the, you know, finding out what, um, doing your research before you read the book mm-hmm. and tying it back to principles, tying it back to your core book, all these mm-hmm. things that we really cover in the academy um, is just, is, are those skills of discernment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kept coming up over and over again. So we've got to be more principle centered. We've got to know the truth. Um, and how do we do that? Part of what you've talked about, you know, and then, and then there's this, this is another concept that we'll talk, spend some time on one of the, um, one of the breakouts in the afternoon will be specifically on that spiritual discernment mm-hmm. because you know, I, this, this may sound terrible to say, but, um, you know, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, they have phenomenal liberal educations. Yeah. They just do. You know, they can quote all kinds of greats, 
what's, what's the disconnect? Why, why don't they have better discernment? Why do they, you know, why, why do they behave in ways that are, that are bad for the government and bad morally? And Mm -hmm. so, so where's that connection between, you know, where is it, where is it God and where is it your thoughts and where is it truth and where is it the world speaking to you and, and, right. and how do you navigate that level of discernment, right? Yeah. So we're not, you know, we're not going to have, you know, a perfectly packaged set of all the answers for whoever shows up, but we're going to have um, put our heads together and looked at some of the best sources and spend some time together and hope that creating the environment and coming in there with some level of truth will then raise the bar for everyone and and we yeah. can learn from each other as well. So that, that will definitely be a focus as well at the event. Yeah. And definitely the spiritual is part of it. We, we talked about um, how discernment is a gift of the spirit and we can ask for it. And we, you know, we, it would, it won't just come to us. We have to work for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, involving all these other skills, but, yeah. but definitely that's part of it. Yeah. God wants us to be discerning. Yeah. So what are some other aspects of discernment that you uncovered in your research? So something that was really interesting is um, that discernment is connected to love. Oh, how so? Talked a lot about. Interesting. Um, So you were reading, so you did the word study, connecting it back to scripture, and then you went into some other works as well. Yes. So I have read some articles, some books, some other sources. (laughs) Yeah. Connecting them all. And, and somewhere along the way, and I'm not even sure, I'm not sure I could point specifically to what, how, how this thought came, but Uh just this idea that, um, Discernment is a form of discipline. It's, it's a form, it's disciplining our minds. Mm. And when we love God, then we will have the desire and the motivation to discipline our minds because he doesn't want us um, to just be, sh- he doesn't want us to just be blind followers. Yeah. Right. He wants yeah. us to know the truth, to know why it's the truth. Um, and not just because he said so, <laughs> right? But that, but that we love him enough to be, to be discerning, to discipline our hearts and our minds. And um, that when we learn to discern better, it helps us to recognize his love and his divine design in the things that we are um, studying or coming across in just our daily lives. And that um, we get to know him better. Mm. because he's a God of discernment. He, he, he's where we want to be. And so I, anyways, there was just some, some of these connections to, to love and using our will, you know, we, uh, your um, M Scott Peck's definition of love is, is the will to extend yourself for somebody's or yourself's right. spiritual growth. And, right. and so maybe discernment is the will to extend, you know, to, to use your will to perceive. Mm. Because you love yourself and 
you love your children enough. Yes. I, I was just sitting here thinking, cause you were, you were kind of making the connection to, we love God. He loves us. There's this connection to discernment. He wants to give us this gift. He wants us to be able to wade through, you know, the lies and the deceptions and, and to, you know, not be, not be taken advantage of or whatever the case might be as much as possible. But then I was thinking about the home and I was thinking, well, well, gal, I, I need to be a better discerner because I love my kids. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I don't know what the definitive answer to this question would be, but I'm, I'm thinking, well, can my children rise to a level of discernment beyond my abilities? You know, when they, you know, certainly as adults, they could do that homework. And, but I feel like I'm kind of setting, I'm setting a bar, I'm setting a standard in my mm-hmm. home in terms of, you know, the level at which I strive for discernment, strive to be a disciple of truth, mm-hmm. strive to gain skills of discernment and to train my, my mind and my heart um, and love myself and love, love God enough and love my children enough. Well, then that all gets, you know, th- those, those habits, those ways of thinking, those ways of living are going to get passed on to my children. And they, by virtue of that experience, will be better at discerning because we're always, you know, is that a good movie to watch? Is that a good song to listen to? Is that a good book to read? Um, but it can be more than that, you know, is, is that, is that a good activity to engage in and to what level and should I believe this or that? And which way should I vote? And Mm -hmm. where should I get involved and who should I trust? I mean, we have to discern all the time. Right. Well, you hit it on the, the, you hit the nail on the head there because it's so critical. We have so much information coming at us all the time. More information than has ever been accessible to one person in the history of the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How are we going to sift? Yeah. That? And it's so, yeah. we talked about deception. It is so deceptive. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes it's, it's um, surrounded by truth, right? Sometimes there will be this, this belief, this opinion, this, this cultural thing that has parts of truth in it, but there's something that's not true. We have to, have yeah. to discern that, yeah. right? And it's just yeah. coming at us all the time. I mean, just faster than we can even cope with it sometimes yeah and our kids I mean that's (laughs) yeah I mean I think it's coming at them even faster because they're so keyed into you know technology and yeah and stuff yeah so um you haven't touched on this yet but one of the things I've heard from you over and over again is the connection between discernment and judgment so I'd love for you to talk (laughs) a little bit about that um, journey that you've, that you've kind of been on with that. That has been a journey (laughs) and I'm just, I'm just starting. I mean, I'm just, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, it started because at the same time that we were kind of researching discernment, I was also starting level two of the Academy, which is all about natural law. And the first part is reading, um, some of these great, writers of natural law, Blackstone and Cicero and Adler and um, Aristotle. Anyways, 
that this word judgment kept coming up. Judgment, judgment, judgment. And then it came up. It was one of the words that we went to with discernment. So, we're, so, we're, so I'm looking at that. I'm, I'm just seeing it everywhere and, and not really understanding it myself because, because one thing that society tells us is don't judge right yeah <laughs> yeah don't judge because your truth is even at yeah, church <laughs> you know sometimes don't judge yeah don't yeah. judge who am i to judge yeah um you know you you do what works for you and i'll do what works for me and <laughs> right right <laughs> um so then so i just for some reason just really keyed into it and and even now i mean it just comes up all the time um in things that i read and and look at and so so I've been working with that um, because I think because we can't not judge, <laughs> right? Yeah. We, we're making yeah. judgments yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's an inherent aspect of discernment. That's yeah. the problem, I think. And that's where you really started to struggle that, that I heard from you as we... <laughs> had different discussions was judgment is an incumbent is it's an incumbent upon you to make a judgment. You cannot discern unless you're making a judgment. And so when we tell people, mothers, you need to be women of discernment, that rings true. You know, mm -hmm. that, yes, that's true. I need to be discerning. Mm -hmm. But then when you make the next statement and that means you need to judge <laughs> <laughs> They're just How like, hands off, I'm it? out, you know, that, yeah. that wouldn't be okay. <laughs> we can't, mothers of judgment doesn't have the same. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, how do you discern unless you make a judgment? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've had to sift through what are the types of judgment? What does it mean to judge? What does it mean when someone says not to judge? Mm -hmm. what is true judgment? I mean, I mean, that's, that's one of the aspects of just the, the true nature of natural law is that because we've been gifted a conscience and natural law does exist, we are making judgments. It's, it's, it's just part of our frame of reference. It's what we do every day, all day long. And we're fighting our own nature. When we do make judgments, then we tell ourselves not to make judgments. And so we don't learn how to make judgments the right way. Right. Right. What is the right way to judge? What are we supposed to judge? What are we not yes. supposed to judge? Yes. Right. Like it's and just how do we judge? really, yeah, how to, yeah. It's just been really, I've, I'm just at the tip of the iceberg with it myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really interesting and it comes up all, now that I'm keyed into it. It comes up all the time. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking the other day with somebody and, um, we were talking about food and, and nutrition and, um, and she said what worked for her to, to gain power over food was to stop judging the food, like not, um, not place a moral judgment on the food. Like no food is good or bad. It's just fuel. And, and some food is going to give me more energy and some's going to give me less energy. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, I've got to wrap my head around this because, because for her, it created more freedom, you know, but but, but it's, I think that it, and I think it's one of those things that it created more freedom in the moment because it, it 
it enabled her. And this is, this is, this is tricky ground we're on. Right. We have to tread a little lightly, but the truth is she's off the hook. She doesn't yeah. have to think anymore because thinking is hard. According to Adler, it's the hardest work in the world. And so people shy away from it. And so if she tells herself that she doesn't have to make any judgments about food, it might feel liberating in the moment because she can stop thinking. But it won't be liberating in the long term because she'll eat whatever's convenient and at hand and she'll blow up. How can she not? Right. Well, she you know, is, yeah. And so, you know, maybe, maybe she won't, maybe she won't be, maybe she'll make, but, but she's making a judgment every time she goes to the pantry. She's making a judgment. She's making that, a choice. That's where I was coming to. I'm like, I can't not make a judgment. Yes. Right. And, and let, and this is the, I think food is a good topic to touch on in this, in this context, because it's a great frame of reference for saying, okay, let's say we don't make any judgments about food ever. What, what's the long-term consequence of that? The long-term consequence that, of that is that we never come to truth. We don't actually know the true nature of each of the foods that we put into our body. We don't actually know if we're giving our bodies what they need and the nutrients they need so that they don't become ill and break down. We don't actually understand the role of protein in our lives and what foods contain protein and how much protein we need to consume in order to feed our children's brains. And so saying, I'm not going to make a judgment and I feel free and this is bliss, I think is to choose ignorance. Right. It's to choose not to think. It's to choose not to come to truth. And this is what the greats say. Coming to truth is hard work. Yeah. But it's the only road to freedom. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a, a little bit of the, of the kind of, Lindsay's going to present on judgment, and we're going to have an opportunity to continue the discussion. And she's just going to share with us what she's discovered. And I'm excited for that. And then pull a couple principles about the appropriate way to judge to make us better discerners that I think will be very, very empowering. Yes. My role in this, one of the primary things I'm responsible for is indoctrination, which has been a fascinating topic to spend more time in and to look more deeply at and the role of indoctrination. What is indoctrination? And the opposite of that, if you indoctrinate and you doctrinate, <laughs> the opposite of, of, of indoctrine is doctrine. Yeah. Right? So, so that means we need to get clear about what doctrine is in order to not indoctrinate mm -hmm. or to doctrinate appropriately. And uh, I'll present some of my insights that we can then discuss and pull principles from. And, and then those afternoon breakouts are going to be the, the spiritual discernment, the study skills, the... Um, some inform some some discussion around word study and other other readings and so that will be really really valuable and our goal is that all throughout the day we're building a really solid principles list that we can take home mm -hmm. and implement as mothers to become better mothers of discernment that's our objective and so those are some of the things that we've hit on wisdom discipleship knowledge love judgment um, indoctrination, personal revelation are all, you know, truth and principles are all part of the discussion of being a mother of discernment. We hope that you'll join us. Anyone is invited to this event. You do not have to be an MDM Academy member to come. 
it is just moms. So we're going to keep it to just moms, but we'd love to see you there. It's going to be in Provo, Utah this October 19th, I think it is. It's a Saturday and uh, it'll be all day. And we're going to do the deep dive into discernment, share with you what we've discovered, have some really great discussions, some journaling, some group activities, and hope you come away enriched and enlightened as we have been studying these sources and learning more about discernment. It's been phenomenal. So please, um, please join us this fall. And then you can also watch as our MDM Academy students uh, receive their certificates for level one, because that'll be a lot of fun. So thanks so much for joining us. If you don't have your free copy of The Mission Driven Life, head over to themissiondrivenmom.com and grab that, and we will see you next time.